28. He says, and it shall come to pass. Afterwards, that he, listen, it will come to pass afterwards, and the afterward is now. Okay? This is the time that it's going to pass and it's going to arrive. And it shall come to pass afterward that it will pour, I, I'm sorry, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That took place the day of Pentecost. I tell you what, I believe it's next week is Pentecost. That's when the church started. That's when the church started in Pentecost. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So God is promising that it's going to come a time, and the time arrived, because as I said, the day of Pentecost was when, listen, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was poor, not poor, really, moved upon the king, the priest, and the prophets only, and was temporary. But in the day of Pentecost, when they were in the upper room, have you ever read that? In, in Acts, the book of Acts, in the upper room, the Holy Spirit fell upon them and everybody that was there. That was what Joel was saying. The Holy Spirit will be poured upon all flesh. That means that from that time on, the Holy Spirit will be available for everybody. Because everybody's, everything is by faith, you understand? It doesn't, whatever the Bible says about you is not yours till you believe it. If you don't believe it, it belongs to everybody else, but not you. I mean, it's, it's available for you because God has no respect for persons. But if you don't believe it or you believe it and doubt it, doubt is the same as not believe. When you're going to, with God, you've got to believe all the way. Like you have to say, God makes no mistake. If God said it, that's the way it is. Even though I cannot understand a thing about this, it doesn't matter. What it says here now is that when that time arrived, that already arrived, the day of Pentecost, I will, I will put up my spirit over all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Now, listen, this is important. What he's saying here, I'm going to use your sons and daughters. This is what I want you to realize here. This is a promise. The promise was twofold. He was going to pour his spirit upon everybody. And everybody was available. It's available for everybody to believe it and receive it. But the other promise is that he's going to use my children and your children. Are you following? You know what I'm saying this? Because if he's going to use, his purpose is to use my children. If he's going to use my children, my children cannot die. This is heavy, what I'm telling you here. My children cannot die if God wants to use them. What is it then that me being a Christian, my children may die? Well, I, I, I'm just telling you this. I'm not going to go by what happened to you. I'm going to go by what the Bible says about me. The Bible says to laugh with those that are laughing and cry with those that are crying. Whatever happened over there in, in Texas, in San Antonio, besides San Antonio, is very delicate, very hurtful, and very painful. And we join in, 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 with the pain of those people. 
But I'm not going to look at those people and say, well, now i got to be careful of my son. Oh, my Lord, protect my son. I, I'm not going to go with their experience. I'm going to go with the word of God. The word of God says here that my children will be used by God. They cannot be dead and God use them. They got to be alive. So I don't care who dies. I'm going to be with them. I'm going to cry with them. But that's not going to touch my faith. I said that's not going to touch my faith. I said that's not going to touch my faith. The devil will not take my children. I mean, that's the way it is. This is hard, but it, well, that's why I started this today, saying today, we are at war. We are at war. And you know what, what your position of war is? It seems simple, but it ain't. What is it? You got to continue to believe. And it's very hard to believe when you are seeing things that are contrary to what God is saying. You are hearing things and feeling things. But you cannot go by what you hear, you cannot go by what you see, and you cannot go by what you feel. You go by what God says, because feelings change. You should know that by now. Even though we know that by now, many of us allowed feelings to rule us. No. You don't go by feelings. You go by what the word says. But it's hard to stick to it. When you are feeling, hearing, and seeing things. And you, are con you will continue. Things are bad out there. And they will continue to be bad. The only good thing that is happening out there is that all these prophecies, all these weird things are being fulfilled. And that means that Jesus is coming for you now for sure very soon. Raise your hand toward heaven and give glory a shout of praise. A shout of praise. Praise the Lord. So what I wanted to tell you is that how we're going to now, we have to uh, position ourselves in our faith, you know, because I don't know if they were, you have to understand, all those kids are in heaven because God does not charge a sin until you commit it. And you have to be totally uh, with your mind precise to really commit sin. We all commit sin after we really come to our senses and we start working with our senses and our senses start sometimes leaning themselves into sin. But those kids are in heaven. Those kids are in heaven. But because they're in heaven doesn't mean that God took them. I said because they're in heaven doesn't mean that God took him. Oh, God took, no, 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 no. If God has a purpose for you, he cannot take you. He's not crazy. Some things happen sometimes that we open ourselves for the enemy to come and hurt us. Do you understand that? And if you, if you don't understand, you better understand it. Even you young people, you need to start be. listen, some of you are not even married, you, know, you don't have no children, you don't have no, but you will have a generation to follow you. So you better start believing now because maybe you are believing just at the, maybe you're going to believe more than your parents and you're going to have your own family and you cannot wait to have it if the Lord tarries because he may not tarry. I think that all these things shows that he may come pretty quick. But still, if he tarries, 
You are going to go through the same thing your parents have. You're going to have children. And believe me, I know you cannot even imagine it, but you're going to have grandchildren. And you're going to have to believe that God will protect them because he said so. It doesn't matter if everybody dies, they will not die. We are praying that it will never happen to one of our schools in Miami. We are praying for that not to be. But if it happened, your child, if it's like that, will be the only one that will be saved. You understand? Because you're going to believe that you have a promise. So the point here is how much, what is your point? What is your limitation believing? What is your limitation? That's it. We limit ourselves. God promised that he's going to use our children. So therefore, I believe that if he's going to use our children means my children. Say my children. Yeah, because when we say our, it's too many people. You have to say yours. Because you got to believe in a very individual manner. For it to be an impact in your soul. So God promised that he's going to use your child, your children, your grandchildren. Therefore, they will not die. Therefore, there are angels around them that will protect them in their lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, praise the Lord. Say, I believe. You see, we limit our... Everything I've said... It's information. Now, that information has to become revelation in order for you to really believe it. Because you know, you can really receive this information. You say, wow, this is nice. Come on now, yeah. That's good, yeah, yeah. You know, an attitude of you receive the information, now you know it. But it doesn't mean nothing unless you have the revelation in your heart that God has promised something to you and they will not take it away at all. Because you're a warrior, man. I say you're a warrior. Say I am a warrior. And I believe I'm a believer. And since you're a believer, man, the host of the armies of heaven will be all around you and your children. Give yourself a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Man, powerful, powerful. I hope that's the main thing I want to talk to you today. That God is going to utilize your children, you know. But you see, let me tell you something. Whenever something big is about to happen, say something big is about to happen. Things are so bad out there that sometimes we cannot believe that good things are going to happen to us. Because things are weird. In many areas. In many areas. But big things, whenever big things are about to take place, one of the things the enemy does is to attack children. Let me tell you something. In, uh, in Exodus 1, the children of Israel were over 400 years as slaves in Egypt. And they got afraid, the Egyptians, because they were, even though they were slaves, the men were very strong, and a lot of them. So they got scared that someday... They will take over Egypt. Look what it says here. In, in, so they, they afflicted them. They, they give them more work and all that to try to destroy them. 
That's in uh, one twelve. Give me that one, please. Exodus one twelve. But the more they afflicted them, this the Egyptian and the, the, the government, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. In other words, they were, they were afraid of the children of Israel. So look what happened. Go to verse 22. Verse 22. And Pharaoh, the king, and Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, ye shall cast into the river. Now, they didn't care about the girls. But the man, they were afraid of the man. Because they were the strong ones. They were the ones that could beat them. So the, the, the rule was, or the decree was, to kill all the children. To kill all the children of the, of the Israelites that were born. So that's why the mother of Moses, when Moses was a baby, put it in a basket and put it in the river. El primer barcero. <laughs> Shh, don't worry about it. So, put it in a basket and put it in a river. And then the, 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 the daughter of the Pharaoh picked him up, fell in love with the little kid, and raised him. And you see, there was a plan. Because that was going to be the savior that's a shadow of, of Jesus Christ. Moses was a savior of the Israelites because he saved him from slavery. You see, the devil knew that something big was going about to happen. And he, the first thing he did was to attack the children. Attack the children. And what happened with Jesus? What happened with Jesus? Remember, the, the, the wise man came. Towards Bethlehem, because the star was taking them there, and they wanted to, you know, worship the the, the baby, baby Jesus. So they went to the, to the king Herod, and Herod didn't realize it, he didn't know. He said, "The king of the Jews." What do you mean? I'm the king. So he said, "Look, I also want to want to worship him. When you find him, let me know. When you come back to your land, to your land, come through here again, and let me know so I can go and worship him." They knew that this guy Herod was a weirdo. And what he wanted was to kill the child. So what happened? They went Bethlehem. They found the baby Jesus. They, 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 they worshiped him, gave him all the, 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 the riches and the wealth they brought. And what? They didn't go through Jerusalem again, not to tell Herod. But what did Herod did? He declared that all, a decree that all the children under two years of age to be killed again. The devil knew something big was about to happen, and he attacked the children with death. I am telling you, something big is about to happen, and our children are being murdered. No, and listen to me. It's not just being murdered because of the 18 kids that die, even though 18 kids have died. But do you realize that that same day that 18 kids were murdered, 3,000 abortions were performed, and 3,000 babies were killed also. Now, society focused, of course, it's a tremendous loss, the 19 kids. 
And we are, of course, we, we, we as a society, we, we aim ourselves into that point. But we are like uh, hardening our hearts for the 3,000 that are being killed every day. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? Because for God, talking about God now, not about you or me, God looks the same pain that caused the, 18, the, the 19 kids, the same pain that caused in the heart of God, the same pain caused the heart of God, the 3,000 kids. Because God is the giver of life. So what I mean to say, 3,000 kids were murdered by their own mothers and by a doctor. And 19 were murdered by a weirdo. But for God, lives were finished the same manner. Now, when I say these things, I mean, you say, but well, this is too tough to say. But this is the truth. You, I mean, some people cannot handle the truth. But this is the truth. I'm talking to you about the truth. And you know, sometimes pastors don't want to talk about this because these people don't like to hear the truth. Who murdered those 3,000? The point is that you have to understand that God is merciful. And if you repent, he'll forgive you. But you have to acknowledge if you committed an abortion, you have to acknowledge you killed it. And that kid, praise God, is in heaven, and that kid is waiting for you. The only way he can see you again is if you repent of how you done, and God will be merciful because we all have to repent of something. You understand? We all have to repent of something, but there's things that are very critical to accept. But yeah, you killed your child. So why you have to acknowledge it and repent, and God will forgive you. But you cannot hide. Well, I didn't do it. He was the doctor. Come on. We have to acknowledge what we've done. When you acknowledge what you've done, that's the first step, the door for repentance. And we have a God that promised to forgive you. That's, isn't that tremendous? So in other words, you don't have to live with that weight on you because God... The thing, the thing is that sometimes God forgives us and we are the ones that don't forgive ourselves. And we carry that weight on our backs. But we got we to shake loose from it. We got we to totally shake from it. Because God has a plan for you. And I want you to know this. If you have done an abortion and you repent of that abortion, God has a plan for you. And probably part of that plan is that you may talk to ladies and young girls not to do what you did once did and help him not to sin and fall in that hole. Give the Lord a hand. Praise God. But uh, kids are, what I mean to say is that when you see that kids are being attacked in this tremendous manner, because when I say this tremendous manner, is that you see when, when this, when the, when this uh, law was passed, the abortion was accepted in the first three months. That is bad. That is murder the same. But what I want you to see is that it has developed. Then came that it was okay to do it in the six months. And now 
all these politicians of the left wanted in the nine months. Can you imagine a nine-month baby is already formed? It's not that it's being formed. It's already formed. Nine months is okay. If the mother doesn't want him and the doctor believes and they get together, they can kill. They can, they can murder the boy. Because what? Good things develop and bad things develop. If you do not, if you don't repent of your sin, it will grow into branches and into different sins. So this is what's happening. So that's why I say things are bad out there. Things are bad out there, but things are good for you because something big is about to happen that God has. The devil knows it, and that's why he's attacking our children. But it doesn't matter if he attacks our children. We are warriors. We are going to keep believing that it's a promise that God is going to use my children. And for God to use my child, he has to be alive. Give the Lord a hand. He will not touch our children. You've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. Of course, the devil has many manners of touching our children. First of all, mainly with trying to kill him, like he's trying to do and he's doing, really. But listen, this is a situation that we have to, we have to realize that uh, all this uh, liberal opposition in schools and the school boards trying to control the parents from guiding their children, and they want to teach this, how do you call it, uh, racist, whatever you call it. Everybody's a racist now. If you don't agree with them, and they are teaching, well, they are teaching the children that all the white people are bad, <laughs> and uh, all the black people are victims. I don't know about us that we're brown. I don't know what, <laughs> what for us. But there is a weird thing in the air. Do you hear? And uh, why do you think is that? In the Proverbs, uh, what is it? Uh, Proverbs 22, is that what it is? 22.6. Proverbs 22.6. Look at what it says. Wow. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old. He will not deprive from it. Listen again. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. That means that if I teach my... This is a principle. And of course, we know that God established this principle for us to teach our children the ways of the Lord. That when they grow up, they will not depart. Now, he's talking in a permanent way. For example, I raised my son in the things of the Lord, but he departed. But he departed temporarily. He returned. You know what I'm trying to tell you here? This is talking permanently. So perhaps you say, well, my child now is in drugs. My child is this. He's not going to church. Hey, listen, if you have trained him in the way of the Lord, he will return because this is a promise. You know, he will not depart permanently from the ways of the Lord. But this is a principle of teaching and training. Even though God did it for him, depends on you or me how we're going to train our child. In other words, the devil can train you and uh, indoctrination in a manner that that kid 
is going to be raised thinking like Satan without realizing that it's Satan. Do you understand? What do you think they are trying to do with our children? In our schools, they are trying to teach them things that we do not agree with. The, the um, school board is trying to hold us back. And some authorities is even taking our names in order to go to not allow us to push the school boards to allow us to protect our children because we want to know what you're teaching them. And we want to say yes or no, this is my child, it's not yours. But they want to train them because if they train in this principle, we'll always be there. If they are trained in this manner, for sure you lose your child because they will not depart. So the devil knows how God works, and he tried to steal this. So our children right now has been attacked mentally in doctrines of the devil without realizing it's doctrine of the devil. It's just doctrines of the left, which are far from God's heart, coming from our government, from our Pharaoh. Oh, this is tremendous. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not saying here you agree with me or not. I'm telling you the fact. The fact is that we are not allowed to guide our children anymore, really. They're trying to get us not to interfere. And if you interfere, they may even call the cops on you. You see? Why interfere? Why would I want to interfere? I want to interfere because I don't like what they're teaching them. What are they teaching them? Well, they're trying to instruct them in a manner that they will not depart from it. And I am the one that wants to teach my child the doctrine that I have that they may not depart from it. It's my doctrine, my child, and you are there to teach in math, history, and grammar. You follow what I'm saying? Say something. Don't fall asleep on me, man. So, what I want you to get here is the children are being attacked from every front through their telephones through the television, through the internet, through their teachers, through the government. They are being attacked. Why? Because something big is about to happen. <laughs> something big is about to happen. And we're going to be part of that something big because we're going to believe God to the end. And God is making us see the art. God is... Through what I'm teaching you, God is teaching you to open your eyes. Be alert. Be alert. Look, look what, uh, this is powerful. First Peter 5.8, put that there. First Peter 5.8. Dale, mueve. Be sober. Be vigilant. That's be alert. That's alert. Be alert, be aware of what's happening around you. That's what it is. Because your adversary, who's the adversary? The devil. But it could be behind many people. Huh? And your adversary could be many people. It could even be families, relatives. It could be your government. It could be your teacher. I don't know. Anyone that has a doctrine different than God has 
That's your adversary guided by your main adversary. So be aware. Be aware. In this time, you got to be alert. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. Walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. But who, he's seeking, he's not devouring everybody. He's seeking, that means if he's seeking, it's because he needs to find somebody to devour. So that's why we got to be alert. Are you following everything I'm saying? Or I leave? Are you you here or you go home? (laughs) You have to be alert. Because, because he, he is seeking whom he may devour. You know what is, so he seeks and he looks. How does he find the person that he wants to devour? Because of the projection of fear. Fear is one of the greatest weapons the enemy has. And fear, he could identify you as a weak one because you are fearful. You hear? Your fear produces, the Bible says in Matthew, that the abund- from the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaketh. How you really feel, your mouth will start. You see these people, say, oh, this is always negative. It's always talking about sickness. It's always talking about that we don't have any money. You know, all these things, the devil will identify you. Your fear will identify you, and he knows that you're an easy prey. Because fear will make you weak. The, the Bible says, I can do all things through what? Through Christ, who what? Strengthens me. So your strength is in Christ and his word. So if you are, if you are weak, it's because you are not a strength, strong. You are not a strong, you are weak. If you are weak, why? Because you are not being strengthened by the word. So therefore, you, what is that which will weaken you? The fear. Fear is a lack of knowledge or an unbelief attitude of the word of God. So now... What is the main thing that we have to be alert? Our children are being attacked in many manners, many areas. Therefore, I cannot show fear. More than a thousand parents, and maybe some are here, or here is, listen to me, listen to me now. More than a thousand parents have not sent their children to school because of what happened that day there in, in uh, Texas. Why do you think? And those thousands probably were a lot of Christian parents. Because they were surprised. They were not alert. The word is not in them. Maybe the word is in their mind as information, but not in their heart as a revelation. Therefore, if there's no revelation, there's no faith to hug or grasp or appropriate what God is saying as yours. Are you following what I'm trying to tell you, people? So... Those people that have not sent their children to church, why did they not send them to school? They are afraid. They are afraid. The devil sees that because he's seeking who he wants to devour. You see, you cannot hide your fear. You cannot hide in your fear. You are worse. You are hiding. And if you you hide, baby, he's going to find you. And if he finds you, he'll devour you. So what do I have to do? You got to come to the front. 
and you're going to declare, you're going to say, Satan, you won't touch my children. There is a promise that God, my God will use him. Get out of my life. Get out of there. You've got to talk to the devil. I, I don't believe that. Don't do it. I'm just telling you what you should do. I'm not saying here you got to believe it. I'm saying here you should believe it. Because if you don't believe it, you are going to confront situations. Like he's going to bite your butt. <laughs> you hear? Because he's looking for the weak ones. And weak ones are the ones that are full of fear. If you are fearful, is you know, if you believe what God says, there is no fear. Because fear shows that you do not really believe. That you don't really trust what God is saying. You have the information. God says this, God says that. But it's not God says. It's I believe that God has said and I believe it. You know? There comes great times are coming. But I want you to realize that great times are coming. Just the bad thing. This, this is not for us. We're going to cry because of the pain of others. I'm going to cry with the pain of others. But I'm not going to cry with my pain because nothing is going to happen to me. How's your attitude? Your attitude, are you believing that God is with you? Do you believe that there are angels around you that encamp around and about you and defend you? Huh? Do you believe it? Well, if you believe it, you believe it, then you walk like it, you talk like it. Don't talk negatively. Don't talk scary like an old lady. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to show what you've got. The devil needs to see your strength because he won't even try. Let me tell you something, and don't you forget this. The devil is afraid of you. Woo! I'm going to finish. I got to see this. Look, go to, give me uh, uh, Revelation 12, 12. Give me Revelation 12, 12, and I'm leaving. Go home. Revelation 12, 12. Therefore, rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. <laughs> forget it. Don't, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Your children are cuidados, protected by the Lord. Don't talk negative talk. Don't show the devil any weakness. It doesn't matter what you see. doesn't matter what you hear. doesn't matter what even what you feel. The Word of God is the power of your life.